Good morning. Welcome to Energy Works. Today we're talking about cutting the umbilical cord. And of course that's a little bit of a funny topic, but um, after having our Energy Works get together the other night, we had a few women comment on the difficulties that they had with their mothers. Some of them are wonderful and then some of them were very controlling, so it was quite hard for them to feel that they could do anything that they wanted to do because their mothers were controlling. So, for example, one lady was saying that her her mother insisted that she rang every day and was quite offended if she didn't. And then there were other ones that they wanted to speak to their mother about how they felt and the things that they were doing, but their mother wouldn't have a bar of it and assumed that they knew best about them and would not validate in any way, shape or form their experiences. So that's pretty tough. I'm sure from the mother's point of view, she felt like, well, I have all this life experience. Why wouldn't you use it? And they want her to keep that life experience and I know I felt the same with my kids. You want them to not have pain, not have suffering, not have any problems but the trouble is though each person has to learn on their own merits. So you know it's a it's a tricky thing to do and to know you know what's most important to do. So we thought we'd do the call this week about that and about you know how we go with our families. Now some people's families are absolutely beautiful and some people's families are tricky to say the least. I did have a message about it. Uh, one lady commented about her children. She commented that her children don't appreciate or respect her husband and their father until it's too late and they passed away. So, you know, how do we move past those feelings of betrayal? So sometimes it's quite tricky to know how how to do that. Often how our families are are the basis for how all our other relationships are. So it's interesting that the bonds can be really important bonds and helpful bonds, but sometimes the bonds can be painful bonds and not always so beneficial. So it's like trying to work out what's the best way to have that relationship. And sometimes it involves telling people, you know, I'm sorry you're controlling too much, you know, you have to back off. Or sometimes it's like you're not listening to me enough or you're not on my side enough, I would like you to be more on my side. So it's kind of like, you know, do we need to let go or do we need to let other people let go? And I think sometimes it's like us hanging on to the umbilical cord with our children too. You know, do we hang on too tight and want to control everything? You know, is that the right thing to do? So I think that's like the hard, the hard part is to know, you know, what's the right amount of um, control to have. I thought we'd like to clear some energy about that. I think too, you know, that's the old saying, if you love somebody or something, set them free and then, you know, if they really were yours, they'll come back. And I kind of feel like it has to be like that with our children when they're older, isn't it? But it is scary because we we see the, you know, the things they want to try out and the experiences they want to have and they may not always be the best experiences. So we want to try and prevent them having awful experiences. But yet sometimes the most awful experiences we've had in our lives have been the ones that have um, taught us the best lessons. So we don't want to prevent our children from having those experiences to learn and even though we would choose perhaps another way for them to learn, 
we want them to have the best experiences that will help them. And the best experiences aren't always the most positive ones. So sometimes the best learning experiences are the tricky ones. Let's do a little bit of energy clearing around this. Alright, so let's put in there, I know when to cut the cord. Age 15 comes up. Now age 15 is a really common age with people. I find it, it's, it comes up for lots and lots of people and I think it's the age where you're making all these life choices. You know, do you believe the same thing as your parents? Um, do you need to challenge some of their beliefs? Do you need to challenge some of their control? Are you ready to take some control of your own life? I think that's an age where, you know, there's a lot of pushing at the boundaries to see if they're secure and working out where we compromise and where we don't. Because you you really, you know, if you're a parent, you really want your child to be able to make good choices and have experiences in making good choices and feeling their own power. I think the opportunity to make choices needs to be presented a lot and even if we start in smaller things like you know when with little children you know what clothes they wear because it really is not going to affect anyone else and they'll only choose the swimming costume in the snow once and walk outside and decide that's not such a good idea so you know allowing children to learn from their mistakes is a very powerful thing whereas I think often as parents we want to save our children from any pain and suffering whereas that's how we learnt our lessons, through pain and suffering and also through experiences of making choices. All right, so for somebody, we need a cranial adjustment. Okay, so at the back of your skull is the exit for some of your cranial nerves that affect your digestive system. So this particular cranial adjustment uh, for the jugular foramen would affect how your digestive system is functioning so sometimes this is affected, I think, when we get very stressed. All right, now your use of oil, so... Okay, so Arbor Vitae is what comes up. All right, so after, after giving it my all, I surrender and trust that divine help will aid me. I accept God's hand in supporting me to find balance in my life. I relax, take a deep breath, and trust in the flow of life. All right, age 16 comes up here as well. And some emotions. Okay, the feeling of being possessive and competitive. Okay, now something in the feet. Actually, the left foot. Okay. So I'm just using that. Feelings very alive, never die. The reference chart and looking up feet. Okay, inhibited in in your direction. And sometimes we feel that some opportunities are not available. But really, if we feel inspired to do something and we can open our mind about it and, you know, use your um, unconscious mind programming, you know, talk to yourself at night about, you know, how it would feel if that was already the case. That way, you know, your lateral thinking can come into play to help. And so let's put a question in there. Why am I so free in my direction? Or why am I so free in choosing my direction? And that goes back to age 15 and feeling hopeless and lustful, which probably is quite good for that age, isn't it? Usually you are quite keen to meet people of the opposite sex or some people are terrified but would really like to be okay about it. Okay, now first chakra comes in here too. So the first chakra is about belonging and fitting in and kind of like knowing how you work in your tribe. Okay, so I am safe comes up here. 
And, you know, in some families we were made to feel very safe and then in other families it was not always safe. There were times of safety, but there were also times of fear or being controlled or being judged. And so, you know, often not feeling free to make the decision that's true to our hearts because we we feared being judged or criticised. Okay, so the oil DDR comes up, which is like cellular complex or DNA repairing blend. Okay, which is also the oil of transformation. Okay, even during debilitating circumstances, I'm filled with confidence, belief, hope, and my burdens become lighter. Right, so hiding in here is a generational problem. Dad's side, so dad's mum, and some more stuck emotions in that DNA. And the feeling of being less than. In my grandmother's case, my dad's mum, she was a mother of eight. She had seven boys and one girl, and I think she had a border and, uh, you know, a war to deal with. So, and uh, she was diabetic as well. So I'm sure she wished to control many things that were way out of her control, including seven boys. And she had a son that went, was in the army and went to Indonesia and ran over a mine and was killed and you know years and years later the family found out that he had a girlfriend and that she had a child and so they've since been reunited with that girlfriend and the child so it's quite amazing that you know things can be out of our circumstances and we have no idea about them so the whole family had no idea about this girlfriend and the child till much later it was only like in the last couple of years that they've actually found her okay and again we're back at age 15 and again, a bit more competitive feelings. And I think that's very true for that age too. You know, we often feel, you know, that people are looking at us and we have to know, you know, feel that we look okay and that we say the right things. And I think, you know, that age is very difficult because we do have a lot of attachment to to how other people judge us. And so the good thing about getting older is that you care less about what people think. So that's a, always a wonderful thing. All right, so let's put in here, I no longer allow myself to be controlled. A generational again from Dad's side. And age 19 comes up as well. I delicately and politely cut the cord. I easily maintain healthy relationships. Okay, some more things from the genes on Mum's side now. Mum's dad and his dad. A uh, feeling of abandonment comes up in here too. Okay, also the oil melaleuca or tea tree. Okay, I stand up for myself with courtesy and grace. My outlook is positive and I connect to my healing instinct. Okay, a little bit more baggage on the genes here from Dad's side. Okay, now there's something in somebody's neck that's out, C6, and the feeling of being bewildered and neglected. I had a client tell me about her parents, you know, telling her to move out I think it was like 17 or 18 and they didn't contact her for like two or three years. So she basically was sent out into the world with no help at all. So the mum cut the cord quite severely and quickly and, you know, she wondered about that with her family and why they did that. You know, she said years later they made up and was fine. But at that time, it was very difficult for her. And there are other families too, you know, where the, the rule at home is at a certain age you have to go. And, um, you know, some people are ready to go and some people are not. So it's quite hard if you're not ready to go. Or there's other people that want to move out and their family don't want them to and do everything to keep them at home. So let's put in there, I know when to let my family leave. 
Okay, some more stuff in the genes here again. Dad's mum and the feeling of being neglected and we could put neglectful as well. Now, sometimes as parents, we want to have the best outcome for our children, of course, and so we can put pressure on people when their children aren't doing things the way we think they should do them and say, you know, why isn't your child doing this or did you realise your child is doing that? And, you know, that can be quite difficult for us and quite difficult to know how to approach it when our child is doing something that we wouldn't like but also perhaps expressing that we love them and and that we're concerned for their actions is a way to start and you know if they you know you say I'm ready to help if you're wanting to talk or you know discuss it or you know discuss your options that you know then you can offer that olive branch out but you know not everyone will take it and so it's hard sometimes when you're shut out as the parent or as you know the carer and not allowed to help and this can also happen like with elderly parents some people I remember one client talking to me about her mother was diabetic and her father I think they had a little problem with alcohol too and the father said oh you know we're all under control but really it wasn't under control and he didn't know exactly what to do but was unwilling to admit that he was struggling and so you know the mother's health and mental health went downhill because of her mismanagement of her health and so it was very hard to watch those things and you know eventually it came to a big standstill and they were forced to put the mother into some sort of care. Another example too, a, a client spoke of, it was actually her husband's parents and one of them was alcoholic and the other one didn't stop them from being alcoholic and in the end they had dementia from that, sort of go in hospital for a few weeks because they basically had alcoholic poisoning and then, you know, they'd go home but the husband was unable to stop the wife from drinking and so then she'd be in the same deal. So in the end she had to be admitted to a home too. So that's very hard when, you know, it's with adults to take away their freedom when they cannot take care of themselves and I guess you know the same would happen with our children if they're doing things that are endangering themselves you know sometimes we have to get outside help even if that's not what's comfortable or what we want to do. Okay so let's put in here I know how to make good judgment calls. One of my not so good judgment calls when one of my sons was learning to drive we didn't have a manual car and he wanted to learn manual so he found a little bomb for $500 and my husband was away at the time so I bought it. Big mistake. He would take the car out without a driver, licensed driver with him and, you know, got busted a couple of times. Big fines, it wasn't very happy. And one day he came home, I think he figured he was going for a little ride in his car and my husband had rung me that day and said, because he'd already gone for work, he said, you need to take the battery out of the car so he can't go anywhere. And so I took the battery out of the car and, you know, hid the battery and, you know, was offering this son a lift, trying to give him a bit of a hint, but he wasn't listening. And so then he finally worked out there was no battery and got very angry, did some crazy things, luckily not to himself was some lessons for me as well as for him. So wanting to be our child's friend sometimes can be hard because really we have to be the parent. So it's sort of like knowing, you know, how to be loving and kind but also knowing when to say no and to, you know, have that respect. And so, you know, I've learned the side of not having control and seeing my child suffer through his own choices. 
Alright, back to age 15. So the feeling of being jealous. Um, and we can be jealous of our friends if they have an easier life or they have, you know, less control, less controlling parents or maybe less controlling in some areas and more controlling in others. Alright, and another age comes up is age 21 and feeling wounded. Okay, so being wounded by a friend. Okay, now there's something in someone's lower back here, so L3, which is like the middle of your lumbar spine, and something lodged in L3 from age 15, and let's put in there, I easily support myself, and let's do a little bit of exchange of energy between our relationships, so let's say I give to my children love and support and acceptance and trust, and they accept, which is no. And they give love and support and acceptance and trust to me, which is no. And if they would give, we would accept, which is a yes. And there's a bit more gene factors in here from Dad's mum. Okay. All right. So if we check that now, so I give my children love and support, accept and trust, acceptance and trust. That's strong and they accept it is strong and they give that to me is strong and we accept it. So that's a little better. So... Why my relationships are so healthy and strong? Why do I easily know when to sever connections? And why do I so easily know how to repair connections if they've been severed in an unhealthy way? Why do I have such good judgment? All right, I think that's pretty much it for today. So I hope that helps you, you know, feel that you can make better judgment calls on your relationships and, you know, when to keep those cords connected and when to let go. I just wanted to say too that there are times when there are dark things that have happened in our past or are happening in our families that we can find very confronting. And as I mentioned last week, the Black Hole of Calcutta experience, you know, this is, was accepting some of my children's decisions and not being so angry about their decisions that they made and being able to accept them. So it's like there are times that like I couldn't clear that for myself because I, I'm too close to it. I, I can't do it. So I had to go to someone else to be able to have that, I guess, that clarity and the objectivity because when we're in those situations and we cannot see past what we're stuck in, it is important to get help. Now, whether we get help from a friend, even if you have to pay someone to have a session or, you know, take, you might need a few sessions to help you get to where you have to get. We need to do it so that we can we can get to where we need to be. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with needing help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. And, you know, there's lots of energy workers in our energy works group. So either join in the Facebook group. So even if you have to make up a dinky name, if you don't want to be, you know, your own name in there, uh, you know, put a business name in or something else that, so that you can be able to access the information that's in there. So, you know, there's lots of resources that are there even just from these calls that we do each week. If you're, you know, if you're stuck and you want some help, um, you know, I have the opportunity to do a clarity call with you. So you can go to www.calendly.com, which is C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. Dot com and forward slash Tanya Ormsby forward slash Clarity Call and there's some opportunities there to book in a call and if those times don't work for you just message me to see what we can organise and 
you know, if not, I have some, you know, very trusted colleagues who can help you if I cannot. So anyway, I, um, I want you to feel that, you know, you can access what you need to access when you need help and that you're not frightened to ask for help and to acknowledge the, the dark things and the, you know, the things that feel so ugly and horrible. Because after the ugly and horrible comes brighter things and often it's like the shedding of old rubbish that helps us to make the next step. So even I have to regularly shed too and so will you. So does everybody. All right, so on that note, I'll say bye and, um, you know, please, those who are interested in attending any of our workshops, please contact me because I'm sure we can make a way for you to come. And it's just such a wonderful opportunity to meet people that will help you work on your stuff and people that will, you know, love and accept you and, you know, be willing to walk the path with you while, while they're there. All right, that's the end of today. So all the best. See you.